Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. The Surreal Life. I'm Rebecca Lieb. I'm Jason Horton. And this is Ghost Town. In December 1972... Marie-Hélène de Rothschild threw a surrealist ball at the Chateau de Ferrières. It is one of the many and very large and very extravagant chateaus owned by the Rothschild family, located about 15 miles outside of Paris. We're going to be talking about, you guessed it, the Rothschild surrealist ball of 1972. This is incredible. This is so amazing. I love surrealism. I love talking about rich people. I love chateaus 15 miles outside of Paris. I love the 70s. So I, I familiarized myself with the Rothschild, just, you know, I've heard their name before as mm-hmm. a powerful, wealthy family, and obviously a lot of conspiracy slash Illuminati talk comes mm-hmm. with that. And of of course, I don't know if it's obvious to a lot of people, a lot of anti-Semitism For sure. comes, and it goes back a long way, and it's not something that's recent, it's a, a long history, and I have really no opinion on the Rothschilds. I don't necessarily love the ultra-insanely wealthy, but mm-hmm. I also am not going to, I guess, be anti-Semitic. <laughs> Uh, just yeah. based on you can hate the wealthy for a lot of reasons. Being Jewish probably isn't a good one. I'll say that. I'm not a big conspiracy theory person. Mm-hmm. Do I find it fascinating sometimes? Absolutely, and I absolutely realize that not every piece of information is out there and available. And mm-hmm. sometimes people's conspiracies, in rare occasions, or maybe more, I don't know, are correct. But mm-hmm. uh, for a lot of a lot of it, it is. It's I consider it dangerous, not helpful, and usually pretty hateful. So again, I'm not defending them. Where I'm like, leave the Rothschilds alone. <laughs> no, no, no. Because <laughs> I don't like. I don't hate the well. I don't love them either. Uh, no. So it's it's, it's not a, a love hate thing for me. It's just it's just something that I found interesting that happened. You're just in, being a real journalist uh, over here. Yeah, know? I just I just dug deep, yeah. but I didn't know anything about it, and I had to really. I don't know. It's it's a very strange. Well, the story's very strange because it's another one of those where the photos really make it. I mean, mm-hmm. the photos. I'll, I'll describe, and you'll be yeah. like, "Wow, 
this picture is worth way less than a thousand words the way you're describing it, but <laughs> definitely yeah. look them up on your own. Yeah. You'll find it worthwhile. But now that I got all that disclaimer out of the way. Good. And a lot of French that I'm pronouncing incorrectly. Oh. I apologize. The Rothschilds are a banking dynasty. Mm-hmm. And again, this is a a very truncated version of their history. Originated in Frankfurt, 18th century. Sounds about yeah, right, right? 18th century. Right. And then seemed to the family seemed to split off that dynasty, going to England and, of course, in Germany and in France and a few other countries. They really kind of sp- you know kind of spread out and became a very powerful, wealthy banking dynasty. And you know, with money becomes power. I get that. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, uh, I totally understand it. Very. Uh, opulent and I'm sure very strange sometimes and interesting and all that. And, and I'm sure they, you know, are not donating 99% of their money to charity. Uh, mm-hmm. But they seem like they, from what I've seen, have been somewhat charitable. I don't know. I can't speak on that. I mean, I understand, you know, rich people are rich. Rich people be rich. And they also have. Their charitable associations, too. But again, it's like, what negates what? I don't know. We're going to zero in on the party aspect, if you Great. don't mind. I do not mind that. Baron Guy or Guy, G-U-Y. Yeah. Edward Alphonse Paul de Rothschild. That's just his first name. <laughs> I mean, the dog. He's got <laughs> 18 names. <laughs> he married Baroness Marie Helene Nalia Stephanie Josina de Rothschild in 1957. Same last name. Oh. I think they're third cousins once removed. That's legal. That's legal. <laughs> That's legal. I don't care. <laughs> get, get it. I'll swear on a Bible. I don't care. That's legal. Get off legal. my nuts about this. <laughs> yeah. No, I like right. how she has just like a white mall girl's name in the middle. Stephanie. It's probably Stephanie. She was not Jewish. Did not sit well with the Rothschilds, so he was forced to resign as president of the Jewish community in France. Mm. As president, the president. Of the Jew- <laughs> I didn't realize the Jewish community had presidential elections. But you know, it's like the heart wants what the heart wants, mm-hmm. and I think they're pretty like. Hey, royals uh, have abdicated the throne. Yeah, for love, and I think this seems to kind of fit in with that. People who follow royalty and mm-hmm. and, and such and. They seem to, I don't know, be kind of liberal in that sense, where they're like, you know, we'll just do what we do, mm-hmm. and we'll have a party to prove it. Mm-hmm. Marie Helene refurbished the chateau shortly after the marriage. It was modeled after the Mentmore Towers in Buckinghamshire. Mm-hmm. Okay. It was a hotspot for high society. Mm-hmm. We would not be there. It, well, working. <laughs> serving yeah, food. Yeah, exactly. I'd be um You'd be a human, parking cars? <laughs> I'd be a human table. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's great. That's and cute. I'd love it. I'd be like, well. Yeah, you'd be like, can I have one of these <laughs> croissants? The, no, eat this ashtray. I'm like, oh. okay. So, artists, designers, Hollywood royalty. Bridget Bardot. Heard of her. Grace Kelly. Hello. Yeah. Princess of Monaco. And the, you know, so they've had many parties. Mm-hmm. And they're big. Yeah. Not big like this. The December 12th, 1972 party would be their most opulent and strangest yet. Oh, yeah. They had Taco Bell. 
What? <laughs> Not Chick-fil-A? <laughs> the invitations? Written backwards. <laughs> that's a, that's just annoying. That's not opulent. That is that annoys me. So you had to use a mirror to see what it... I mean, a, a minor... So fucking Dada of them. We were talking about Dada because <laughs> yeah. I went to where the Dada movement began. Mm-hmm. The, the cafe or whatever. Yeah. What was that? It was this an interesting, strange... Uh, world yeah uh, and data and surrealism are very closely linked they're both kind of well again this is my art school education i might be wrong but like data came from this like post-war absurdity the idea of fascism being you know crazy and our world just being industrial and totally upside down from our human wants and needs and then surrealism kind of came from that to this very again dreamlike playfulness of it all and it's very fucking cool to me Still. Cubism. I don't know. I just said that. Cubism is... That's very close. Yeah. Okay. The attire, black tie, long dresses, and surrealist heads. So from the neck down, Mm -hmm. you're all dressed up. From the neck up, anything goes. Anything freaking... This is like... If this were a Met Gala theme, it would be insanity. Yeah, it's... bonkers it would be like a anonymous themed i'd say from head to toe but not from head to toe from head to neck very strange from (laughs) neck to toe it's whatever fine formal the facade of the chateau was red as if it were on fire love it now you could probably see start seeing at least where conspiracy theorists are kind of trying to chip away at this a little bit to find you know, anytime, you know we talked about bohemian grove that mm-hmm. episode which i think was a little more on the nose of mm-hmm. secret society and that was in our infancy yeah um, that was a long long ago episode guests had to walk through black ribbons that were meant to mimic cobwebs and a labyrinth maze before entering the ballroom i love this shit so much the servants inside were dressed as cats and stationed along the staircase. I'd be a cat. I'd be a cat. So the cats would help them to the their cats tables. Would, like, take off their coats and give them champagne. The dinner plates were fur covered. Not okay. practical, but okay. you know, surrealist ball. Yeah, it's also. I think it's a, literally a Rene Magritte painting. Yeah. This isn't Buca de Peppa, <laughs> which <laughs> is what I think. That's my version of surrealist ball. Buca de Peppa. The tables were covered with plastic baby dolls, like. This is like checking every with like surrealist open box. heads, like cracked yeah. open heads. This literally might have been an art installation that I did in grad school as well. Taxidermy tortoise. Hell yeah. The menu items include sirloin, S-I-R dash L-O-I-N, soup described as extra lucid, hmm. and goat's cheese roasted in, quote, post-coital sadness. I, I mean, snack, that's, that's I snack you, on that all the time. Yeah, you roast that in everything. I don't know. That's, that's nothing. And for dessert, a break. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. 
Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Today's episode is sponsored by Best Fiends. I have to tell you about Best Fiends. It's a fun puzzle game on your mobile phone. If you know me, you know I love to research true crime, the paranormal, hauntings, and weird history, but sometimes even I need a break. And Best Fiends is perfect. It really challenges my brain with all the fun puzzles, but it's a casual game, so it doesn't stress me out. I love that every time I open the game, there's always something new going on. Whether it's a new challenge, fun monthly event, or just new levels. I just reached level 500, so I'm pretty proud of myself. I love going through all the puzzle levels. It's really relaxing. This awesome mobile puzzle game is so much more than your average mobile puzzle game. The makers of Best Fiends have created a whole world right on my phone. It's bright and colorful with great graphics, and there's a story behind all these cute characters. I'm a huge Thorn fan, actually. Trust me, you don't want to miss out on this game. So join me and millions of other people who are already playing this fun puzzle game. Download Best Fiends free on the Apple App Store or Google Play today. That's friends without the R. Best Fiends. Hello, Ghost Town listeners. We're here to tell you about our new podcast, Muriel's Murders. I'm Muriel, and I love true crime. I'm Nick, and I think Muriel's obsession is weird and disturbing. During the pandemic, when we were cooped up with nothing to do, I started forcing Nick to listen to me tell him about whatever true crime story I was consumed by at the moment. And I gotta admit, I found Muriel's insane storytelling very entertaining. Now, every week on our new podcast, Muriel's Murders, I handpick a real-life crime story that I think will blow Nick's mind. Muriel is really enthusiastic about researching and telling me these stories, and they are a lot. Some stories are famous. Some are relatively unknown. But all of them contain crime, violence, and murder from across history and around the globe. Muriel's Murders is a podcast about true crime. But really, at its core, Muriel's Murders is about two people trapped in their apartment with nothing but time on their hands attempting to understand each other. It's an exploration of murder, human nature, and the importance of compromise in a marriage. So join us every Wednesday wherever you get your podcasts. And check out our original Muriel's Murders animations on Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and TikTok at Muriel's Murders. Hey, Nikki, are you ready for a story? No! Okay, let's get started. Hi, hello. How are you? Hello. Are you well? We hope you're well. We do hope you're well. We wish you well. We hope you're well. Just doing a little, our little weekly check-in. Deep breaths from uh, the diaphragm. Take a moment. I'm not coming to terms with the passing of time in old age. Mm-mm. Why are you asking that? You're not a- you're not aging at all. No, no, I'm not. no markation of a year gone by since your birth. I. I- I very seldomly post pictures of myself on my Instagram just because <laughs> I don't know, it's just I just don't like I mean I don't know I just don't like looking at myself too and mm. I just I feel like there's a bit <laughs> at least for me it's it's I don't like to you know the if I maybe it was a different person I'd think differently but you know there's yeah. a little narcissistic end to it it's like when people saw that documentary what was that documentary the social Oh, like the social th- about how social media yeah, control yeah. The, the social experiment whatever it was With called Vincent Carthizer. Was I think that's, that? yeah, yeah, I think that's, yeah. yeah. And everyone was just like, you have to see that. And mm-hmm. then it's like, you know, we do so much. And then I was like, but you seem to be posting 
more selfies and more humble brags. Yeah, it, it's like nothing learned. No, no I feel like it's only increased. And, and mm-hmm. you posted five times about that documentary, so that's how I know you didn't learn your lesson. Mm-hmm. But I posted a, f- a photo from a photo shoot we did. Yeah, that's Hello. right. And it was like, you know, show a photo. And somebody's like, oh, wow. Well, you know, some people that don't know me yeah. or my age, and they were like, wow, I thought you were 35. And I was like, the fact that 35 seems so young is really sad. So I was like, oh, I was like, kind of like, yeah, that's right. I look 35. Yeah. But it really was super sobering. I don't know if people have, you know, had birthdays lately or whatever, but, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be okay. But I did go to the Madcap Motel. Yeah. In downtown. Madcapmotel.com. They were super cool, getting some tickets. Nice. Fans of Ghost Town, apparently. What? I know. It was very, That's us. It was very cool. It was, and it was very safe and socially distant. I'm actually mm-hmm. putting up a video about it because it is, it kind of really ties in with, with this episode we're doing. Oh, interesting. It has a very, like, kind of otherworldly 60s vibe. Mm-hmm. So it was it was super cool and I uh, appreciate it. And I it was good go. to see. And it was well they like this podcast. You should do do, do a pod. You should be in Ghost Town podcast. They seem to like that one. Well, how do I do that? <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> so that that was uh so I did that. So, you know, coming to terms with that. My brother, I don't know if he wants to be talking about this, but I'm going to anyway. Timmy <laughs> who's who's contributed to a lot of the oh the subjects. God. He Timmy, just the got man, the myth. He is just recovered from COVID that he tested positive for the day before his vaccination. Uh-huh. And that it was, sucks. I'm not here to, I'm that not here sucks. to tell you to do anything. I'm not here to tell you, you should do this or do that. I will tell you is, and you know, his, his, to be fair, his girlfriend got it and was relatively asymptomatic. Mm-hmm. Relatively. Yeah. He was very symptomatic and it was rough. He lost like oh, twenty two pounds. God. It was and he still has lingering you know, I mean I don't know how long you know, it's there's not information. So just letting you know that it is a there. real thing. And I'm not telling you, hey listen, I'm trying to bum you out. You do what yeah. you do. Jason does not like to get political, but oh. it is absolutely a real thing and you do not know how it will affect you. Yeah. And I'll say that. The my book I Survivor. I have a family member who had COVID. Is will be out. Um, I, I but I also had a family member. So my ninety five year old grandmother got COVID. Asymptomatic is fine. So just like that, that's the scope. Your brother is 34, 30, mm. He's he's young, mm. healthy. You know, in the world, and my grandmother is old, unhealthy, and not quite in the world. And like that's how that affects. This is people. not helping the conspiracy this thing because Jew because the Jews. <laughs> This pe- Always got to b- control the weather, and yeah. they got the break. So this is not really helping. I'm just, just I'm just sharing a little piece of my life yeah. with you this past week, mm-hmm. and let's get off the political stuff and get on to the political <laughs> stuff and say health is political. All right, hello yes. to our government. Hello, government. We got some mayors. We do. One is never enough. Mm-mm. We got Ben Forsyth. Hello. We got Ashley Matson. Hi. We got Joshua Lambert. Hello. And we got a brand spanking new mayor. Very excited. I am. Say hello to our new mayor, Dara or Dara. Dara? Dara. D-A-R-A. But it could, yeah, I think it's probably Dara. Dara. I'm going to say Dara. Rosenswig. Dara Rosenswig. Let us know if we're not saying that right, but that's right. We did, yeah. well, I feel good about that. Yeah, I feel good about that. Thank you. Brand new mayor. Spicing things up. I love it. Keep us on our toes. 
And uh, speaking of cool names, the governor. Oh, yes. The one, the only Avian Noble. Avian, we got your name right eventually. Eventually, No, it took six months. Not bad. (laughs) I want to say thank you to anyone who's listening, anyone who is a patron. Mm -hmm. And if you would like bonus episodes, early access, we should have a new documentary episode up. (gasps) That's exciting. Hopefully. Yeah, by the time you're hearing this, it'll definitely be up and be probably a bonus episode. Mm -hmm. You can go to, and then you get episodes without ads or any of this Mm chit-chat. You don't like this. Patreon.com slash ghost town pod. Got a couple of messages. I got one from Hannah Stillinger. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to read the whole email. Loves the podcast. Binging like crazy up to episode 81. Yeah. Oh and I was God. like, I wonder what episode 81 is. I, uh, something Taunt, murdery uh, yeah. and long. <laughs> murdery, long, from the 1700s, oh, but also if it was my, a Halloween. Mine, it's, yeah, it's half my life, half Halloween half architecture of the place that we're about to talk about (laughs) now she says that she is the hannah stillinger yes the episode we did on the stillinger girls over at a sleepover were her descendants that would be one of yours stillinger girls at a sleepover i don't recall that one was that a reddit was that one of the reddit ones that we did maybe maybe Um, but she says descendants it made it seem like it was from like the 1910s. We read a Reddit about two girls who had a sleepover. Who Maybe scared. that's that one. Okay, so um, the but Stillingers. That was, but that was, yeah, they seemed young and that seemed recent. So I'm curious to know what that was. Also, my brain is absolute mush, yeah, so I apologize. We have like, we're getting close to 300 episodes. 300s. So it's, it's a lot. If I had $300 for every 300 episodes. And if you noticed last week, there was only one Apple podcast review. And there's mm-hmm. some broken hearts out there. Uh-oh. It's because a little audio mess up on my part. So I had to... My my audio work was, was perfect. It's crystal clear. <laughs> but we have to go back a little bit. Got some mm-hmm. new Apple Podcast reviews. Mm-hmm. Some ones from last time. They're all relatively new. I don't know if I got this one last time, but it's from Canada. Hmm. Cool topics. <laughs> Keep up the good work. Five stars. You know what? That is my ideal review. Really? Is this one your ideal review? Terrible. One star. No. No. Hold on. You didn't hear the rest of it. <laughs> Just two people posturing their moral superiority in the guise of exploring mysterious events in history. And after 10 episodes, I can't handle these two anymore. If you want to podcast something similar to this with actual quality and more informative, try lore instead. That's from Broken underscore Noah from the Philippines. Okay. Okay. Now, you got through 10 episodes. And that's, listen, thank You're you. saying there's a chance. Or was the same episode 10 times. I don't know. That's even worse. I don't think, I, I, I edit a lot of these. I do think that there are times, and I honestly try to cut it out if it's whatever. That's a couple times come off a little smug. I'll admit that. A tiny bit. I, would say, I mean, I think we mostly eat shit. We but, mostly do. Uh, and there's me, so it's, but it depends on who's listening to what where. Yeah, okay. There's may, maybe a few times, maybe sound a little bit aloof. Tiny bit. Like like white people in Los Angeles kind of thing? Sort of, yeah. yeah. I, but I don't think it's an int- – when I hear it, I'm like – I don't think like, huh, let's show people how cool we are. Mm-hmm. I think it's just the way the conversation – it's usually in the conversation mm-hmm. portion of it. Moral superiority, probably the last thing – I mean, I don't know. I think mm. keeping relatively even keeled. I mean, I'm constantly – you this know, This person is absolutely conservative. 
<laughs> so what you're saying is if we had a different point of view, they yeah. would be like, hey, love your love. You guys are Shapiro. Like, I was like, what are the hot political issues we talk about? Very we, little. We just talked about COVID is bad. You and know? that's about as like, really as about rich people having power. Yeah, it's about um, as. Yeah, it's like, it's very. Is this. It's pretty general. I think we're pretty what's general. What's his name? The name we started. It's last name Watkins. <laughs> interesting which might be a little tip the the documentary episode hello oh, we got lots to say but i also like is if you want a podcast something something if you want to podcast something similar to this mm-hmm. try one of the most popular podcasts the in the Walmart genre of podcasts lore and listen great <laughs> podcast you're probably already listening to it i'm kind of taking that as a compliment a mm-hmm. little bit it's like oh if you want something similar to this like like i don't know Jason Horton, yeah, he's not so great. If you want mm-hmm. something similar but better, why don't you try Ryan Gosling? <laughs> and it's like, oh, you're putting me in the same. <laughs> but so again, Lore is is yes, it's very Lore's popular. Great. Lore's it's great. great. It's it's, it's everyone great. loves it. They're also they not have... two people with like broken down equipment who are uh, podcasting from a hutch. Yeah, you know, in and that's nobody's room. fault. That's no excuse for anything. But also, no. you can't compare. The two things, but I'm also taking it as a compliment a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it, I, I, I'm flattered that they put us even in the same zone, world. They have, they have a full time staff yeah. doing lore. We have the internet. Yeah, we have part time brains. We, yeah, barely exactly. working. And that is generous. Yeah, let's let's balance it out. Really good podcast. Hmm. Four stars. I usually, I usually listen to it on Spotify, but I wanted to leave a review. It's really good. I enjoy listening on my way to school and work periods. However, the breaks in the middle of the episodes get kind of irritating when you want to learn about some mystery, but that's what I get for not subscribing to the Patreon.com slash Ghost Town Pod. <laughs> I really suggest giving this a shot if you like true crime, mystery murders, and just mystery. And this is from Six Foot L- Lunder. I don't know. Canada. Six Foot Lunder, Canada. Canadians uh, represented here. Thank you. Interesting topics. Five stars. Came for the weird history. Stayed for the chit chat. Don't listen to the haters. Keep chatting. That's, I is, will is that a rap? keep chatting. I think that's a rap. <laughs> Came from his statement with chit chat. Don't do drugs. <laughs> you did like, just have a birthday. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's true. Uh, that's from KB8211, US and A. And one more. The subject is T-Rants. Like T-Rex, but T-Rants. Five okay. stars. An acquired taste. Jason is a little Woody Allen-esque. No way. Without, no one's ever said that about you. Without the creepy pedo vibe. So I appreciate that. <laughs> I had to put that, I guess. You probably had to think about that, too. You're like, we know that Woody Allen is a horrible person. Yeah. I'm not saying that. You just have similar glasses. A lot of people, they say, you must love Woody Allen. I was like, I've never been a huge Woody Allen. I mean, not, I mean, in the past, you know, kind of mm-hmm. knowing that he was in, you know, because I watched the news and whatever. Yeah. But I just never, it was a couple, some movies were good and I knew he was whatever. But I was, I think I got mad that people were like, oh, you are kind of nebbish. So you must love Woody Allen movies. I was like, no, why do no, I want to watch more of me? Exactly. Yeah, why no. don't I want to look, I want to look at hot people that are confident. This is a thing that I, I hope more Jews weigh in as someone who grew up very, very observant and Jewish. I don't want to watch Curb Your Enthusiasm. It's like watching my own family. Like it's too intense. Like I think it's just, it's too intense for me. Like it's too much. It's too close to home. Like show me cheers. Well, on that, it's worth your time. <laughs> And how do you not love people who advocate soda and cigarettes for breakfast? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Seriously, keep mm-hmm. up the good work. From hashtag King Nerd, United States at America.com. 
And I also want to do one more thing. One of our patrons, Ellie, I hope I'm saying that right. It's not Eli, but I think it's Eli or Ellie. Just wanted to talk about some things that are going on. And this cruise line wants to build directly over a farm area, destroying the coral nurseries, which has a lot of coral, which is, you know, important to study yeah. and, and for ecology. And, very and, fragile. And, you know, yeah, very, very fragile. And and I will put a link to the cha- there's a change.org that you can sign or check out more, and I'll list it in the description. Amazing. Check it out. Yeah. I'm definitely going to check it out. This is the first I've heard of yeah. it. At least uh, she's a scuba diver and researcher in Cozumel, Mexico. So doing awesome. some interesting good work. Yeah. Caring about what's going on. Cruise lines are just... I don't I don't know if I they wouldn't do anything to hurt the ecology mm, the would natural they? oceanic ecology. No, not on the help preserve it yes. by putting <laughs> dumping oil into these uh 1000-year-old ecosystems, yes. right? Yeah, I don't no. know. No, I'm going to donate to that. Put it up. Put I'm, it up. We'll put it up. I will personally uh, donate. That's a cause. We want to, you know, and if you want something that doesn't help anything, you can also check out YouTube.com slash Jason Horton for some essentially ghost town promotions. It helps the algorithm to like and subscribe. Also got some new designs up. You can click a link. Got a little little dismal land, a little black dahlia, a little stuff based on our episodes. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, we take the, take, it's not like, you know, huge, they're relatively inexpensive because they are on Amazon, but Mm -hmm. I can, you know, take the dollar or two each one makes and Donate to charity and yeah. a couple of, you know, especially it depends on w- what the shirt is. And I kind of make it go to like something that makes sense. Like, you know, the Cecil ones go yeah. here, the Boyle Heights ones go there. And they all go to things that, that help and you know, cool shirts and yeah, expensive cool. free shipping. You know, there's a link in the, the description. So we're all dressed up and we have mm. some place to go. That's right. The Rothschild Surrealist Ball of 1972. What's for dessert? You ask. How about a nude woman made entirely of sugar? And the nude woman made of sugar was laid on a bed of roses. Fancy. Sure, of course. The designer of some of them, Salvador Dali, who was there. That makes sense. That makes absolute sense. Also, to be fair, Salvador Dali would have gone anywhere, okay? If I had a party in the 70s and my one bedroom, he'd be like, great, I'll be there. He did not dress up because he, I guess, is the... He is surrealism. He wore a Vote for Pedro shirt from Napoleon oh, Dynamite. Oh, God, of course. Bef- <laughs> 30, 40 years before it happened. Marie Helene, she wore a giant stag's head adorned with real diamonds. It's bizarre. Let me tell nice. you something. If you want to look at really nice. interesting, very 70s... Str- like, just to look at the photos, you're like, something weird's going on mm-hmm. here. This also interestingly reminds me of the turn of the century New York balls that they used to have where everyone dressed up Halloween. I think the Vanderbilts had a big, don't quote me on that, party where people would have the most outrageous dress. Like someone would wear a a headpiece that was like a diorama with like stuffed kittens on it kind of a thing. It's just like the more outrageous, like the the bigger, the better, the more show-stopping art pieces kind of got got that glory they're so fun to look at these pictures i used to go to the vanderbilt mansion in upstate new york for Mm. school trips and stuff like that that's what kind of like piqued my interest in a lot of cool just history in general yeah i mean uh, upstate new york has i mean it's you know like an hour plus from the city upstate not 
depending on where you're from, you might be thinking Buffalo, but it's more closer to New York, New York City. But Vanderbilt Mansion, yeah, it was just Damn. Uh, yeah. It was, I used it was to go a, to a haunted submarine in Maritime, Wisconsin. <laughs> okay, so piqued my historical curiosity. What did Audrey Hepburn wear? You're asking. Yeah. She wore a birdcage on her head. Sweet. But doesn't that make sense? Yeah. Audrey Hepburn. It's like a little bird. You know what I mean? She's very bird-like. She's very she bird-like. She's stuck in a cage of her own reputation and beauty. And someone else is one of the a really great photo dressed up like a sliced up version of the Mona Lisa. Great. <laughs> so it's like the Mona Lisa, but like these slices. It's like a very strange. That's very cool. Yeah. And then some people in the conspiracy world said that the, you know, there was an inversion where letters or sacred Christian symbols indicates Satanism. You know, Satanism mm-hmm. is always thrown in to a lot of this. Sure. Some of the anti-Semitism yeah. aspect of it, but just in general. And, you know, the, the fact that the invitations were backwards, you know, yeah. and that, that has not, you know, backwards messages on albums you know exactly. what, what does that do it that, that hasn't really changed much backwards feels very devilish i would like to know the origin of that of that paranoia around backwards things or flipping or you know inverse well you know if 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 the forwards version of like christian text is the right way mm-hmm. what is the wrong way it mm-hmm. would be the inverse of the that, opposite I guess. yeah and of course there's Illuminati imagery they find, mm-hmm. and some of it's you know probably you know there's probably some strange etchings and so forth. Sure. And the black and white checkered floors are symbolic of the Freemasons. It goes back to ancient Egypt, where it would be every other one's black or white, so good mm-hmm. and evil. And it reminded me, my grandmother in New Jersey, where well, they both were, but the one was in New Jersey, the Jewish one, mm-hmm. to say it. Had a, and I feel like a lot of people had these, both actually grandparents had these downstairs areas that would have like almost like a makeshift bar or a real bar mm-hmm. where you'd have like, like rec park, area, yeah. like a rec area, yeah. but it instantly reminded me the floors were that black and white. And I remember that so vividly because it, uh-huh. it is very striking, especially when you're like young, you're always, again, when I was a kid, like you're looking at everything because mm-hmm. you're bored. There's no, you know internet or anything like that mm-hmm. and for me it wouldn't be for another 70 years mm-hmm. that's right so things like a black and white bo- like i really registered that and i was like oh like illuminati Lin- now i'm in exactly. <laughs> get it. they're right but like were the rothschilds they didn't let jews into the freemasons till way later yeah right? they they i don't know if there's really any true connection people are just making people just make, okay got which it. is a very easy thing to you know for sure it's for a sure. handshake it's a this it's a that also interesting that your grandmother had linoleum like linoleum checkered basement floors they seem like not even i think they seemed almost like not marble but that that hard it like wasn't a granite? like a, yeah they were like Damn. yeah it was really That's posh as hell yeah but the house really wasn't that pot. I mean, it wasn't that All the posh. money went into the basement rec room bar yeah. area. Yeah, it was just, I just remember seeing that. I was like, this is really, like I'm in a video game type thing. Oh, it was very God. strange. Yeah. The dolls would indicate human sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Listen, I get Listen, it is very, very strange. Mm-hmm. But also, some things are just strange. Yeah. It's called a surrealist ball. Exactly. And that's the, the was the point of surrealism is to turn a lot of these 
familiar tropes and rights and events on their head. Like that was the whole point is to kind of create shock value and, and take something and like break it down to see what it actually means to you and all of that. So that feels pretty fun. Marissa Berenson, who attended the dinner would be cast in Stanley Kubrick's Barry Lyndon. Mm, yeah, Barry Lyndon. Yeah. I remember watching that and being like, how long is this movie? <laughs> and I don't know what I'm looking at. And then the Mentmore Towers, which is the inspiration for the chateau we're in now, Ferrier, mm-hmm. is where some of the scenes of Eyes Wide Shut were filmed. Mm. And Eyes Wide Shut is- working all over this place. So there is, yeah. and people are you know making these connections. And Eyes Wide Shut, I only saw it once, and it has- it's one of those movies that people talk about when they want to talk about things that are secret society based. And it's a mm-hmm. strange movie. And yeah. the, there's things with that movie you can go down, you know, there's an extra 20 minutes they didn't show. And they're like, in that 20 minutes is where the sex trafficking happens and all this stuff. So there's a, a huge connection to this ball mm-hmm. and eyes wide shut, depending on what you read. Yeah. I mean, Eyes Wide Shut, I have such a, as a big Stanley Kubrick fan, I have a huge problem with it. I don't think it's very good. I feel like a lot of people are brought in by the sex element of it and the mystery around it, even though it's like really not that sexy at all. And just very like, it reminds me of like a sex club where everyone knows about it because it's got a Facebook group, you know, like, all right. That being said, the origins of that are from a much cooler place. You know, the roots of it are actually legitimately interesting to me. So that's what we do. Everything's derivative, as my art professors would say. And the party itself was the Rothschild's way of sending a secret message indicating they intended to rule the world. Well, done. But from what I'm, uh, you know, and uh, other things I've read, the Rothschild's, at least the ones in France, I believe, financially were not doing and i don't know if they operated kind of independently but they Mm. weren't as wealthy as they once were and the amount of wealth that they amassed Mm -hmm. changes depending on who you ask yeah from billions to two trillion and i think there's just really seems to be no agreeable answer on that Mm -hmm. but i feel like during this time maybe it was a way to be like we're doing great why would we be having surrealist ball otherwise or just putting up as people do they put up you know Mm -hmm. They put up things to say, everything's fine. Why, if we're not doing well, why are we doing, like, why? Why are are we eating a sugar woman? Yeah. You know? Huh? Answer me that. So just a little bit from the December 17th, 1972 edition of the New York Times. I love love going back and and going, like, the whatever, the New York Times or the LA Times or, or, you know, the, the, the big paper says about something, you know, five days later. The Baron and Baroness... Guy or Guy D. Rothschild decided to make a simple dinner for 150 close friends. It was boring black tie with full-blown surrealism from the shoulders up. Some say the sudden craving for intimacy is due to the Rothschild's present financial difficulties, but is that a reason for hurting the feelings of half of Paris? The press was strictly not invited. Gatecrashers were discouraged by the local police force and rumors that hounds used for hunting on the estate have been set loose on the park. Mm. A pitch black entrance and maitre d 
Disguised as cats holding candles, greeted the chosen guests. Many dashed off to Alexandra's emergency salon in the chateau to have their, quote, heads put on, since even the ceilings of Rolls Royces were too low. Mm-hmm. Tell me Need about that it. headroom. Tell me about it. Hear that, Rolls Royce? Take a note. Salvador Dali was wheeled in by his masseuse and escorted by his muse, Amanda, <laughs> dressed up in a jawbone. <laughs> I don't need a mask. My face is my mask. Okay. Oh, topical mask, huh? Cool. He boasted. However, for the occasion, he had rigged up an automatically folding and unfolding umbrella. Salvador Dali is insufferable to me. Like, can you imagine having a five-minute conversation with him? It would be exhausting. Tables had themes such as the golden sleeping cat, depicting cool. sleeping cats, and mice eating cheese. The tablecloths were pink and blue clouds. The plates in mink cradling red plastic lips instead of napkins. The rolls were green. (laughs) Somebody said, fortunately, the food wasn't surrealistic, said one guest with relief. The reference was the foie gras, game, and other realistic things. At one point, clutching a handkerchief to her lips, Audrey Hepburn, who was attired in a wickered birdcage, made a hasty exit. Maybe she's pregnant, one guest murmured. What? (laughs) Anytime you have to leave a party, you're pregnant? Also, how do you get food through that cage? Is there a little You hatch? don't. Oh. Do you know anything about Hollywood? <laughs> if you're a surrealist, you're supposed to know what it is, is like one of the messages. Like, what is it? I love it. If you're a surrealist, uh, you know what it is. I love this pretentious bullshit, and I love the whole spectacle of it. I want to have my own ver- – I want to have like a low-rent version. It's going to have a lot of green dye and nubs with a hat. <laughs> you know what I want? What? I want – 1920s Roaring Hollywood Gatsby style. (laughs) Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs, or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.